Chris. <laughs> I set the microphone on fire. Cause I got it going on. And it go to little something like this. The star of our show. Chris, 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 Chris. <laughs> Welcome back to a brand new week, new interviews. Thank you so much for listening. Season two is becoming this fascinating uh, podcast of information, great interviews, and great advice. And let's go back to college, guys. I'm in college. You guys know this. And you guys know that I do a lot of college projects and I get myself involved in college because I think that is the place where you can start molding a person's mind and create them to start doing some creative thinking. Then I came online and looked at a headline, actually a subheadline that says the attitude we choose towards hard work and self-determination should decide our success or failure in life, not the mistakes people have made in the past. This is really interesting because it came from an article titled Georgetown's Reparations Policy Helps Promote Inequality and Discrimination. And this is why I'm bringing in senior contributor at the Refined Right and President of the College Republicans at UC Irvine, California, Ariana. So here we go. What is going on? And it's really interesting because I do a lot of my research via Twitter. Um, and I don't go to your typical library because why? So what is going on, Ariana? Um, you know, I think people haven't sort of gotten used to um, being given things and not working hard for success, and, and especially in today's society where everybody, you know, is sort of coddled as, as children, overprotective parents. Um, you have your cell phone with you at all times. It, it's sort of like a little freedom in your, in your pocket. You, you have access to all this sort of information. There, there's, you can do research, like you said. You just saw it on Twitter instead of going to a library like uh, you used to. Um, people, are, people are sort of used to, to being entitled to things, and when they actually have to work hard for something, they sort of, see, they sort of cry unfairness. Um, specifically with Georgetown University, um, their, their policy is pretty much what they're going to start enacting is they're going to give preferential treatments uh, for admission statuses for the descendants of slaves. So pretty much lowering the bar for admissions for slave descendants. Um, Georgetown is, 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 a, is a great university. You, know, you have to have really good grades to get in there. Uh, and, and, and to do that, I mean, you have to work really hard to get those requests to get those, those great SAT scores and get in that university. And it sort of creates a sort of... Um, it it makes it makes our school system unprofitable to accept people who don't meet the qualifications and have them either drop out or not not function to the best of their ability, not take the full use of that school and come out and be you know successful and productive um, because they weren't they weren't good enough to get there in the first place. And the only reason they got there is because of something that they can't control, like who they were descended from. It's really interesting because, like, I just I'm trying to hear figure out like how they're gonna know that I am a slave descendant. So are they gonna go to like ancestry.com and find that out? But here's where I want to take this interview because you wrote an interesting uh, thing inside your your article, and it says a child born into wealthy family has a privilege to squander his opportunity. A child born 
poor, has the privilege to be the first in his family to go to college through a hard work and self-determination. Equal opportunity does not mean equal outcome, and people forget that. Can you elaborate a little bit more? I think they do, um, especially especially in America, where we everybody ha- everybody knows or has an idea of what the American dream is, and you know it, a lot of people achieve that, and and you and it's on full display. Uh, you go and you see a successful person, and you and, and you say, you know, wow. I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone says I don't want to be successful. You know, people look at people look at successful people and say, you know, I want that too. And in America, you have, you know, America is an exceptional land because for many reasons, but one of them is because everybody has an equal opportunity to achieve that success as long as they work hard for it and make the right choices. Um, so, so you know, a lot of people when when things don't go their way, when when they're not making as much money as as, as they had hoped, or they're not, you know, dri- driving around in a Porsche or a Lamborghini. They they sort of blame the system for their own failures. Oh well, the system must be racist. The system must be sexist. Um, you know, I should be earning more money for what I'm doing. But but you know, I mean, there's there's many reasons for why that's not true. But it, it doesn't matter because they're just looking for a reason to justify their failure. Any anything else to justify their failure that doesn't put any blame on them. And people have to take responsibility for their choices, for for their life, their life decisions. And people aren't people aren't really doing that nowadays because they can cry racism, cry sexism, cry something phobia. Um, and 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 that's something that's wrong with our society, I think, and it's and it's prevalent in a lot of different ways, not not just the school system. No, I I totally agree with you. You know, it's something that. You know, ever since I was a little kid, you know, my mom always told me, Chris, you're a privileged person. And I understood that, you know, she would say, think about it. You were born in the United States. Well, I was born in Puerto Rico, but still I was born in the United States. You know, I have the freedom to do anything that I want. And I joined the military. And then, you know, most of my uh, most of my supervisors just say, Chris, think about it. You're so privileged, privileged, privileged. And it's really interesting because it's like, it, it's like Georgetown is saying, we don't care about your hard work. We just want to make something that happened a long time ago kind of like we're sorry. Yes, we are sorry for what happened with slavery. That's one of the darkest times in America. But at the same time, it should not be something where just because you were a descendant of slavery, you could get into a university. Am I right? And is is that not? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, is that not racist in itself to say that descendants of slaves are not as capable as people who weren't descendants of slaves? Exactly. Because I think that. I think that, you know, everybody is capable of, of doing the exact same thing. It just depends on how hard you work, um, you know, specific choices that you make in your life. And, and, and it doesn't have anything to do with whether you're, you're a descendant of slave or not. And I think that, you know, honestly, I think that to implement this sort of policy is a little racist in itself to say, well, you know, you were descendants of slaves, so you, you, can't, you can't do the same thing as everybody else. You can't, you're not... You don't have to meet the same standard because you you know it's just too hard for you. I think that's patronizing and oh. and, and a form of discrimination. Oh, I I totally agree, Ariana. Um, tell me a little bit about this thing so called culture of victimhood. Uh, well, especially especially in college campuses today, within the millennial generation, uh, if you're a white person, you you because of your privilege or because of something else, because of the success of of, of people who've come from those areas where white people have like Britain or America or, or the United States, um, Spain, France, all, all those, all, all those areas, you know, who've had a, historically have had, you know, success as a nation. 
um, you're 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 seen as inherently racist, inherently privileged. And, you know, there's sort of a need for you to make up for the fact that your ancestors were more successful than the ancestors of somebody else, um, usually a brown or or a black person. Um, so there's this sort of culture of victimhood says, you know, well, I'm I'm a so and so. I'm impressed. I'm a woman. I'm a I'm a Mexican. I'm I'm a Puerto Rican. I'm a I'm an African. You know, I'm I'm oppressed. And uh, and so because I'm oppressed, I want you to give me things. Essentially, mm-hmm. it's a it's a take 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 society, and there's no real input into it. And and, and you know that doesn't that obviously you know if you if you keep taking and you don't give anything back, that doesn't really make for for a profitable productive society. Yeah, exactly. So be a, I I predict that there will be a few issues with the way that the United States will be um, run. Within the next 20 or so years, when we become, the millennial generation becomes the full-fledged workforce of, mm. of the day. Uh, but for right now, we're, we're still, you know, the older generation. We're, we're barely getting started. We're in college. Um, but, but I do think there's serious problems where people, people aren't going to be working so hard. And they're going to be wondering, well, gee, you know what? I wonder why my paycheck is so low. Well, maybe you shouldn't have made an feminist dance theory. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. Um, you know, it's uh, I've been working since I was 14 years old. I'm 26 now. I've my my resume is as big as, you know, like an encyclopedia. I've done everything from cleaning up a barbershop to, you know, being a canine officer in the military. So I, I you know, I understand that whole hard work, but let's go back to um let's go back and drive this back to Georgetown because you said the Georgetown decision to change admission is a behavior of an example of victim mentality. So we'll close with that. So why is why do you think that Georgetown is saying, you know what, let's lower the bar because that's what basically they're doing. Let's lower the bar and and kind of cater to these people, but at the same time, the standard for everybody else is still the same. So what what do you think is going to happen in Georgetown? Well, you know, I think that it's a slippery slope. It's first, it first starts with, you know, the, vic- the victimhood cry of, oh, well, I was descendant of slaves, so my ancestors, you know, hundreds of years ago were disadvantaged, so somehow that must have an effect on me. You know, that sort of stuff. The slippery slope starts with the descendants of slaves, then it's, you know, free college for all the descendants of slaves, and it's, you know, it starts with all black people, all brown people, all women. It's just where does it end? You know, uh, do we want to do the same for Irish people who back in the in the 1860s or 1880s, I think it was, uh, you know, they said no Irish need apply and nobody was hiring any Irish people. Should we give them all free? Should we give them all jobs now? Should we give them all, you know, six-figure salaries? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's that sort of mentality. You know, where does the reparations end? Where is the line? And the answer is there shouldn't be any reparations. It's just your your own hard work, your own merit that determines where you end up in life. No, and I, and I totally agree. You know, what are we going to do? What about the Japanese? You know, we did something to the Japanese. Do people forget that? Oh, we, we did horrible things yeah. to the Japanese. Do, do people forget? We were that? recently as well. Exactly. This is not something that happened, you know, in the 1700s or, or back when America was. We did something during, you know, during what we call modern times to the Japanese. So what about them? You know, if I was a Japanese, I'd be like, wait a minute. Ours happened, you know. A couple hundred years ago. So what about ours? Yeah, and, and there's nobody alive who today who is directly affected by slavery, but there are people alive today who are directly affected by our decision, or not our decision, but um, FDR's decision exactly. to put Japanese in, in, in camps. 
Hey guys, and we're going to close with this because Ariana put it in her article and she puts, America was established with the self-evident truth that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. It's fascinating, guys. Please go visit this guy's uh, refineright.com. That is refineright.com. And what else can define at this website, Ariana? There's going to be there's going to be a slew of new fantastic articles out there, including an activism piece, uh, an activism guide for um, you know college students around the the country. Uh, you know, we I I looked over it. I had uh, my my uh, my partner at UC Irvine with, um, write it he, from the College of Public Ends. We've had some huge success there with activism. So you know, uh, anybody who wants to to start doing some activism on college campuses, definitely check out that piece. Yeah, go for it, guys. And Ariana, how can people get in contact with you on Twitter? Um, on Twitter, my handle is at I am Queen Ari, and you can uh, follow me on Facebook at Ariana Rowland. And like I said, guys, that is all for today. Thank you so much for joining me today. And please visit my website, brand new website, chriscruzblog.com. That is K-R-I-S-C-R-U-Z blog.com. For more interviews, and if you have any comments about this or any other interviews, please come and tell me via Twitter at RC underscore K-R-I-S. Guys, thank you so much for listening. And before we end, I want a big shout out for Rick for creating my new intro and outro. I love them. They are amazing. Guys, and until next time, this is Chris Cruz. You are listening to the Chris Cruz Contest.